0: Welcome to Freedom From Within, a show where we discuss how to build a strong foundation for life that is important to you, your family, and your community. Where we teach foundational life principles to those serving time in our prisons. Because of the successes of our program inside, we are now bringing the same program outside on this show, the show that we call Freedom From Within. Welcome to Freedom From Within. My name is Cliff.
1: And I'm Sue. And we're the directors of Freedom From Within. In previous episodes, we introduced the importance of building a strong character foundation to support our life's journey.
0: Yes, we have talked about the importance of inner strength and how it is at the base of our foundation. We discussed where to find it and how to keep it. And it all starts with truth and living out your truth.
1: Then as we build our foundation, we introduced individual dignity. This included being willing to be self aware, knowing we have a built in negative bias that tends to impact the way we see reality.
0: Yeah, reality is our friend. We just need to let it be that way.
1: We do. In this episode, we will introduce the power of grace when we balance our negative bias with positive attitude.
0: Yeah, it's really good, Sue. You know, balance is really the key. We try to. You know, sometimes the world tells us to be perfect or to act a certain way, to look a certain way, and you know, of course we should be clean, right, Mm -hmm. and not always dirty all the time. But the truth is, is that if we're always squeaky clean, um, we're never going to have any time to have fun and get you know, um, you know, play games in the dirt,
1: Mm -hmm. like baseball, (laughs) right? There you go. Okay. All right. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because you know. We don't want the negative attitudes to run our rea- our actions and stuff either.
0: Right. I mean, has anybody ever had that happen, where your negative attitude is driving, you know, is like front and center, and, and it impacts everything that you see?
1: Yes, I have. I know that.
0: Right. Well, we were just watching the Dick Van Dyke show last night. I, hope, I don't know if anybody likes to listen to that show, but... Um, I don't know. It's a, it's really a um, um, a real life show. It is. And Dick Van Dyke was all upset because his wife um, was going to come work with him, and he felt intimidated because she was like so perfect, and um, and it really was the issue was she was just trying to be helpful, and he was being I don't know just stupid.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you know, um, having good intentions people see it differently, and they get um, they get a little...
0: Intimidated, maybe? That's
1: it, intimidated. And, uh, you know, intimidation can bring that negative bias up, and that's why grace is so wonderful, because we have to really think, you know, that um, good intentions aren't always meant bad. You know, you have to think of them in the positive light. So I think that's a uh, great... Reminder, I know I love grace. Grace is a wonderful thing.
0: Right. So we define grace as undeserved favor. And, you know, I don't know anybody that's perfect. Mm
1: -mm.
0: And so I think we all need to receive undeserved favor just to get through the day. I mean, um, I'm going to be making mistakes, you know, any moment now,
1: (laughs) right? That's probably why I love the word grace because I know it's undeserved favor, and I know that I do stupid things and I don't deserve, you know, forgiveness. But with God's grace and mercy, He's forgiven us. Right. So, so with go ahead. so with that said, I was just thinking of um, James one two through four. I was going to read that to you, Alan. Uh, hear what it says, dear brothers and sisters. When trouble of any kind comes your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. You know how many times it says, when trouble of any kind comes your way, consider it an opportunity of great joy. Do you feel... Oh, yay, trouble's here. I'm joyful. No, not me. (laughs) You know, but the Bible tells us to do that, right? And that's because God wants us to draw closer to him and have a stronger faith.
0: The other issue is we don't have control over problems in our life.
1: Nope.
0: At least not every single trouble or problem.
1: Right, yeah.
0: I mean, I think we can create stuff, Mm -hmm. but then there's just stuff around us.
1: Right, we can only control ourselves.
0: A friend of mine showed me a kind of a a simple way to look at James 1, 2 through 4. Mm -hmm. He said that problems plus joy equals patience. Patience plus time equals completeness. When you look at this particular passage, it's saying, hey, you know what? There's Troubles are gonna happen. But look for it as, a, as an opportunity for great joy. And then we need to be able to persevere or have patience, endurance, depending on what translation you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And then at the end it says to be perfect and complete and needing nothing. So do we have any control over problems? No, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do we have any control over time? No. Nope. Do we have any control over joy?
1: Yes, we do. But
0: it's hard. In the last couple of days, um, you and I lost a, a family, a friend that um, grew up with our family. Yes. And that was a very trying time. Mm-hmm. It still is. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that you handled it was um, different than the way I handled it. Mm-hmm. it. Took me like a day to get, you know, kind of um, have it kick in. Um, whereas you responded right away, mm-hmm. right? You're responding right now. <laughs> I know. You know. We were going to record this um, on a normal schedule, but because of troubles, uh, we held off on it, right? Yes. But somehow we have to pick up our feet, right? And we have to choose joy. Yeah, but it's just, it's just real stuff. Problems are real. Yes, they are. They're unexpected a lot of times. And... Uh, Back to the equation of problems plus joy equals patience. Patience plus time equals completeness. Think about that if you were to look at the opposite, right? If, If we can't control problems, problems stay the same. But what if we had no joy? What would it look like if we said problems plus no joy equals what? What do you think that would look like?
1: Craziness.
0: Okay, and then... Just standard math, right? Craziness plus time equals
1: just uh, horrible.
0: How do we create joy? When we talk about inner strength earlier um, in in earlier episodes, what is your truth? It's so important. How do you get re-centered It's so important. Being able to you know look at the good things instead of this negative bias that um is just part of who we are really impacts everything
1: yeah you know um even though bad things happen and um we had this big tragedy you have to choose joy and you have to see the good there's always something good that comes out of bad things i mean we're also going through the covid stuff and there's good that's going to come out of it. Sometimes we don't see it right away. And um, you have to just wait and be patient and keep looking for the good. It could be someone changing their life because of the situation that's going on. It could be, you know, people accepting Christ or just uh, turning from their evil ways. You know, we just need to remember to turn from those evil ways, evil thoughts, evil, you know, feelings and um, choose joy and choose to seek something good out of the bad.
0: Well, here, l- listen to this quote here. This is from Erwin McManus. He's a, um, a pastor um, out in uh, California. When you somehow find yourself in a life you never wanted, it has a paralyzing effect. In other words, people who hate their lives are the least likely to change
1: them. People who hate their lives are the least likely to change them.
0: You know, Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's masterpiece. If you don't believe you're a masterpiece, if you don't like your life, mm-hmm. it's going to impact the way that you see the world. friend that uh, we just lost didn't see all of the goodness that was inside of her. Mm-hmm and it impacted the way that she saw the world. And eventually she took control of, over that and and, um, and she's no longer with us right now. There's a term called learned optimism. Some people know that they're uh, pessimistic. Some people are, pride themselves on being pessimistic and other people are pride themselves on being optimistic. Which one are you, Sue?
1: I think I used to be more Pessimistic, but I do believe that I have learned optimism.
0: Well, that's a great optimistic <laughs> comment that you just gave.
1: Do you believe that about me?
0: I do. Okay, great. I do believe that about you. <laughs> we need joy in our life mm-hmm. and we need to be able to believe the best, give people grace, like you were talking about, unearned mm-hmm. favor. Right. So, if we were to take the opposite of what Erwin McManus said where it said people who hate their lives are the least likely to change them, here's what the opposite would say. Those who love their lives feel capable and are very likely to change their lives and experience real transformation.
1: Yeah, that's good. You know, I just want to make a point on on Irwin's um, quote about people who hate their lives are the least likely to change them. It says the least likely. It doesn't mean will not change them. that's a great point. And that's why I was a pessimist before, is because I didn't really like my life, but I also learned that I didn't want to have a family, raise a family the way I was raised because my dad was an alcoholic. So since I didn't want that, I had to change that, and I had to change the way I thought, you know, and so I had to be, I had to learn optimism, and that is where you you know, go back to the next, the opposite part of it, and loving your life and being, feel capable, you know, to change your life. And even though you don't like your life, Erwin's McManus's quote is not saying that you can't. So I think it's really important that if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I hate my life, I guess it's over. No, it's not. It is not over. You can change it because I did that.
0: Well, all of our students in prison, they get out of prison, they say they have did, you know, 10 years in time. They go back to what they call home. They remember them how they used to be. Right. They don't see the changed person. Mm-hmm. The person returning, the returning citizen starts off very optimistic. Yeah. But then the world tries to say, hey, yeah, but I remember when, you know, I know who you really are. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't really know who they are anymore because they've changed. Right. But if the returning citizen does, it, it starts to believe that people around them will be right. And so being able to stand up strong, knowing who you are, believing the best in yourself, in others is key. Ephesians 2.10, we are God's masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Through Christ Jesus, we are new for the good things that he planned long ago. Through Christ Jesus, that's the grace piece. We need people to believe the best when we're trying to make changes. Mm -hmm. For me, I don't always make the change. In fact i never make the change immediately it's it's over time right it's it's something that that i try to get better and better and better at
1: yes yeah if you listen to our um last podcast and when we had Raphael on Mm. he said that you have to want to change you have to want to seek it and he did you know and so he didn't like his life before but he changed it just like i did and so it's You're able to do that. And when he came home, his family didn't believe it at first, but he stuck to his good positive attitude and they see that change now. Yeah, that's good. So if you didn't listen to the last episode, you might want to go back and listen to it.
0: Yeah, so learned optimism. How do you do it? And here's a, a simple principle. We know that we have a negative bias. So we tend to be critical first. Why not? Let's, you know, we got to protect ourselves. We don't know, we don't trust people. Here's my experience is that when you are critical of something, it's very hard to ever see the good, um, especially when somebody changes Mm -hmm. because you're always looking for their failure. Right? So why don't we do the opposite of that? Why don't we believe the best first? we could always be critical second, mm-hmm. but if we're critical first, we almost never become believing the best. Is that possible? Is that something that um, you've experienced firsthand?
1: I think it is possible. It's just harder. It's a lot harder. Um, What's harder? To think negatively and change it to positive. I think it's harder to do that. So I think I believe when you think positively first, it's a lot easier.
0: Right, and so we don't specify the time and how long you would believe the best. Right. It could be one second, it could be one day, mm-hmm. it could be a year, but that's really unearned grace. hmm yes. We need to be able to believe the best and know that we can always find out You know, when trust is broken. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, we could be always on guard, but we could still believe the best. It's not about che- you know checking your brain at the door, but you know if somebody's done ten years in prison and they really worked hard to make changes in their life, mm-hmm. shouldn't we believe the best?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Why don't you go ahead and tell um, everyone about your GPS?
0: Well, it's not my GPS. <laughs> it could be anybody's GPS. This is just another tool. So just like believing the best first, critical second. GPS is, you know, we use that to navigate our cars and how to get to places. Mm-hmm. Well, we could also use it to navigate our life. And so GPS stands for G is for God or your truth. What is something that never changes that you can count on? That's That's the first G. The second one is P for people. There's people, whether you like it or not, there's people that want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. You just haven't found them possibly, all right? Or you right. need to be hanging out with them. And they're not always people that uh, make you feel comfortable because they do care about you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes people think they're trusted friends as family, but that's not always the case either.
0: No, it's so, not always the case.
1: Not saying it's not the case. It's just not always the case.
0: Right, right your ability to be able to decide who you're going to associate with. Mm -hmm. When I first started my business many, many years ago, I picked advisors. Mm -hmm. I didn't pay them, but they wanted me to be successful. I picked different people in different areas of my business that were able to give me advice Mm -hmm. and that helped me make better decisions. So the first one is, is God, or what is your truth? Mm -hmm. Second one is people. And the third one is self. What does self mean to you, Sue?
1: Self. Well, self means who am I? What do I have to give? Um, What what experiences do I have? Gifts, talents?
0: Right. So if you're good workmanship, Mm -hmm. if you are a masterpiece, you and I have specific gifts. Everybody listening here has specific gifts and experiences that are unique. You have passions that maybe somebody told you that... Uh, You can't do something. Well, who the heck are they to tell you that you can't do that? Right. GPS, what is your truth? We talked about that in Inner Strength. Mm -hmm. People, we're going to be talking about um, authentic friendships in future episodes, but who are these people that you can surround yourself with if you're not already doing so and give them some boundaries? Just say, hey, listen, in this particular part of my life, I really, you know really want to hear your feedback and you have this much room to tell me what it is and then celebrate even your bad experiences turn those into something good turn those into a lesson that teaches you to avoid something okay or maybe able to pass it on to somebody else that uh so they can avoid it in the future
1: Mm -hmm. that's good
0: find the joy in that and make a difference in the world
1: That's right. We don't always have to make our own mistakes. We can learn from other people's mistakes.
0: Right. What's that music there, Sue?
1: That means our Masterpiece Moment is coming up. What's our Masterpiece Moment?
0: Here's from a guy named Brian. For those that are uh, new, Masterpiece Moment time is from our students. This This is written from our students who are behind bars. I'm a pessimist by nature, just as was described in the chapter. It is very difficult for me to believe things are going to go right. I honestly think I suffer from chronic Charlie Brown syndrome. It's like, just when I think things are going right, Lucy moves the ball, and I end up upside down, laying on my back in the dirt. The focus now is on self-awareness, just believing in my own integrity and using the GPS system. I can let the system define me, But I can't give them that much power over my inner strength. The GPS system helps me stay grounded, stay focused, and in a positive place. I think I'm over the Charlie Brown syndrome. Now that I know pessimism is a hardwired trait, it's easier to shake the feeling. It's interesting about Brian. You know, he's one of those guys that went in real young. Great guy.
1: He is.
0: And he's making a difference where he's at, though, which is really incredible. And if there's anybody that needs to be a returning citizen, it's that's, that's, that's Brian.
1: Yes, he does. He needs to come back out and make a difference in this world. But he doesn't waste his time while he's behind bars either. He is an influence to others in a good, positive way and helping them to know who they are and how they can make a difference. Right. So it's super cool to see that he's moving forward where he's at, you know? So, uh, yeah, just to recap what we talked about, you know, joy is a choice. We have to remember learned optimism. It's possible. We don't want to keep being a pessimist We can learn how to be an optimist. If I can do it, anyone can.
0: Right. And then believing the best first critical second, you have a choice. Try believing the best first. You could always be critical Mm -hmm. second. But if you go the other way around, you almost never become believing the best.
1: And grace, my favorite word, undeserved favor. Thank you, Lord.
0: Amen on that. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to hearing from you. Uh, there's a couple of ways you can do that. Uh, one of the ways is to contact us by email at info at freedomfromwithin.org, info at freedomfromwithin.org. Also, if you're listening to this on anchor.fm or if you're on our website, freedomfromwithin.org, there's a message button. Mm -hmm. And that message button, you can leave like a, it's like a voicemail, but we could also use it um, if you so chose um, as introducing you as a guest on our next podcast.
1: Yep, you can leave a message and we can play it or uh, if you don't want us to play it, we don't have to, but we can at least email you back and reply to your message
0: all right all right so we hope to hear from you all yep that'd be awesome join us next time as we continue building our foundation a foundation for life and one of the ways that we do that is through freedom from within thank you everyone thanks for joining us and continue to live Live it it to give give it. it and share it with others that you care about